Welcome to episode six of the Cop Talk podcast. I'm once again joined by Mark and Jim Lambert, the authors of Cop Talk. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. And Mark? Ditto. Doing fine. Well, that's good. Didn't have to mute just and leave immediately. That's good. Not not just yet. That'll, that'll be later in the show. And, let, and of course, if Jim gets another call out, we'll have to have <laughs> lip a little bit more there, too. Yeah, last week's show was kind of a car wreck at the end, I, I have to say, but... Uh, per Jim, who I don't think is biased at all in these shows, um, he said we did a good job. So, yeah, moving car wreck. I, I listened to it twice. I thought it was great. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm I'm glad. Now, hopefully, all the rest of our listeners will chime in and uh, tell us if it was really a train crash or if it was actually good. I actually thought it was pretty good. Oh, good. So you listen to these shows. That's good. It is good Every for us to listen while. to our own hey, well, stuff. Wait, I, I, want some, on... I want some dirt on you guys. What was the, what was the train crash? Well, uh, at the end of the show, it kind of fell apart because somebody decided to leave. Not mentioning any names, it's you. And well, it wasn't then... just him leaving. I think it was when he was trying to call back into yeah, the, the that's, show. That's really where the crash occurred. But. Yeah. You know, technology prevailed, and audio editing is wonderful in today's society. So we can uh, we can do miracles, just like Photoshop. So, all right. So I guess this week what we'll do is we'll try to catch up on some of the stuff that we missed out last week on. I know we didn't get to all the the listener questions, and we'll try to do that this week. But this week was also stuffed full of uh, new and interesting news to talk about. So. Guess we could just jump right into it. Um, Mark, you have a few things you want to talk about. We have a few things in the show notes. Jim, do you have anything that's that you need to talk about this week, or should we just fire into this thing? I got nothing. Yeah, good. Okay, so Mark can start. Ah, here we go. Nothing could keep Thomas Hovis Jr. from getting caught by police, not even hiding neck deep in manure. Police officers were searching for the 52-year-old because he was wanted on methamphetamine charges. Say it ain't so. But just when they thought they'd lost him, an officer found him hiding neck deep in liquid manure pit at a northeastern Indiana farm. A Noble County Sheriff's deputy spotted Hovis in the tank beneath an outbuilding floor on a farm mill near Albion. Chief Deputy Doug Harp says Hovis had been neck deep in the combination of hog and dog feces for at least an hour Tuesday evening. Police say he later became combative and had to be shocked twice with a stun gun. Hovis was treated at a hospital for hypothermia before being taken to jail. <laughs> what I would like to know is who the poor junior officer was that had to transport that guy to the jail. Transport him? Who had to go in and get him? <laughs> it's amazing what some people will do. Hey, Here's I, another one. Can you believe this that one? Is oh, true. Wait that is true. Wait a second. No, no. But that is, you got to give this guy a little bit of credit. I mean, that is true criminal dedication to do that just to get away I guess he felt I guess he felt the most comfortable in there so uh <laughs> well he's surrounded by all never mind <laughs> so here's one that I know Jim is going to really be on a peeve with off-duty officer chases suspect with family in car <laughs> and that's not the suspect's family in the car this is the officer's family this was in Daytona Florida an off-duty should I name the department yeah. it's in the news I, I, should I just give out our disclaimer page now? I mean, I, I don't, I, well, I don't see news. why not. If it's in the newspaper, it's in the newspaper. It's in the, it's on the internet for a hundred million people to look at. Yeah, I'm going to read the article just like anybody else saw it on the internet. That's an off-duty Oak Hill police officer with his wife and children in tow narrated a high-speed car chase and included his firing a shot at a pickup 
driver accused of attempting to ram the family sedan. The recording of the 911 call to Volusia County Sheriff's Dispatchers released Monday included claims of a pursuit that reached speeds of more than 90 miles an hour on southbound Interstate 95. Shortly before 9.30 Saturday, officer, I'll leave his name out of it, so-and-so, called dispatchers to report a pickup that hit his family's 2000 BMW sedan at least twice as they traveled alongside the interstate. With his wife, uh, almost said her name, at the wheel and his three children in the back seat, uh, he calmly relayed details during the 60-minute recording as operators urged him to slow down for the safety of his family. He's doing in excess of 120 miles an hour and we're at 90, he said during the call while trying to read the truck's license tag. Dispatchers told him, I know you're an officer, but you don't want to put your family in danger by flying down the highway to get a license. I'm following at a safe distance, he said. The pursuit continued on a westbound State 44 as the family followed the accused assailant, who police identified as so-so-so, 21 years old. Then things got even more dangerous. He told dispatchers at one point in the ordeal that the suspect tried to ram his family's car head-on while traveling along State Route 44. In response, he fired a single shot from his personal 45 caliber pistol at the truck's rear tires. He told dispatch the dispatchers he thought he missed. The vehicles raced west on State Route 44, away from the interstate towards State Route 415, with a short detour into the Venetian Bay subdivision. The pursuit finally ended when uh, he convinced his wife to stop at a convenience store. He last saw the pickup east on State Route 44. Law enforcement officials is issued a statewide alert for the suspect and his black Ford F-150 pickup truck. Was she driving? Can, yeah, she was driving. Can you believe that? She was driving. She was driving, and he was narrating the pursuit. That and, is hot. And what did they stop for? Takeout? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah. I, you know, I guess it says that he convinced his wife to stop at a convenience store, so maybe they were just going to grab a soda and a hot dog and then pick up the pursuit. And then, again. Yeah, and then continue the pursuit. Absolutely. All right. Hey. I yeah, got a girl like that. I, I'm thinking maybe uh, Idiot of the Week award, but hey, who am I yeah, to judge? I'm, yeah. That's, uh, you know, sometimes when you're off duty, I think you just got to stay off duty. I got to tell you, man, I was driving to work today. I had a guy come up behind me about 90 miles an hour, almost plowed into the back of my truck, pulled around me, making all kinds of crazy movements in the car. I had Sorry, a Brent. I didn't know that was you. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think the guy had a medical problem or something, but man, I tell you, I don't, you know, I don't even want to touch it with a 10 foot pole. You could be involved with that for the next six hours trying to get somebody to the scene. Did he have his family with him? Huh? <laughs> Did he have his family with him? Uh, no. So it was safe. Maybe, maybe they were pursuing pursuing you <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah especially yeah, with what uh, you do to the poor guy with two, two missing front headlights and uh, broken taillight yep absolutely you didn't see Mark, five police Mark, cars go see? screaming by behind uh in a minute later right nope you ever see the way brent drives that oversized truck he's a menace hmm. i, I drive only the speed out. limit jim yeah okay <laughs> Speed. Hey, remember, I he, know he, you. Jim, he goes with the flow of traffic, remember? Yeah, roger that. Speed limit. Please read our disclaimer page. That's all I'm going to hey, say. Getting back, getting back hey. to the Pursuit family, did they have a dog in the car? Um, it doesn't. Let me see. Hang on. No, it doesn't. He had two kids and his wife. It didn't say anything about a dog. All right. Well, if they had a dog, it would be cruelty to yeah, uh, animal endangerment. Everything but, else is a green light, though. But if it was a police canine, then he would have been justified, right? Yeah. But it sounds like she's a pretty hot driver. 
Yeah, sounds like he had to talk her out of it to pull into the convenience store. But, you know, and then on top of that, he's got his two kids in the car and he fires a shot <laughs> at, at, at the truck. Now, what happens if the guy returned fire? This guy's got his two kids. Let me see if it shows the uh, age of his kids in there. My God. <laughs> well, if Monday was bring your dad to school day, they would definitely be the hit of the of the uh, session. Yeah, especially well, if the entire will be pursuit anyway when they go back to school and tell the teacher and uh, and the other other kids what uh, daddy did and mommy did. Yeah, uh, th- th- there's nothing about this that's right. Can we just go on? <laughs> hey, here, now here's one that's really going to strike a chord with me. Homeless good Samaritan left to die on New York City street. Did you read this? Mm. I have. A homeless man lay face down, unmoving on the sidewalk outside an apartment building, blood from knife wounds pulling under his body. One person passed by in the early morning, then another, and another. Video footage from a surveillance camera shows at least seven people going by, some turning their heads to look, others stopping to gawk. One even lifted the homeless man's body, exposing what appeared to be blood on the sidewalk underneath them. It wasn't until after the 31-year-old Guatemalan immigrant had been lying there for nearly an hour that emergency workers arrived, and by then it was too late. He was stabbed while intervening to help a woman being attacked, and he died. And I'm not going to read this whole article, but apparently there was a couple out on the street um, around 6 a.m. They got into a physical fight, and um, the guy had a knife, and this man, this homeless guy, intervened to try to help the woman. He got stabbed, and uh, the woman and man ran in separate directions. The homeless guy tried to run after the man, but he collapsed and died on the sidewalk, and people just walked past him and uh, for, for over an hour. I mean, it's one thing. I know people don't want to get involved, but, you know, at least bend down, ask somebody if they're okay, if they're non-responsive, call the police or something. But for all these people just to walk right past this guy, you know, who knows? It's a lot of people say, what's wrong with humanity nowadays? People just don't seem to care. Well, that is... Uh... That is the complete truth. People, a lot of people just don't care. Or they are too afraid to get involved in anything, or they fear retaliation or some other thing. Well, Well, if they got surveillance cameras, why can't they ID the suspect? They have some, uh, they've got some still shots, not really face shots. It's more of, you know, it's the poor quality cameras that we usually have to deal with at scenes of crime. So it's, uh, they have enough to investigate, I guess, but nothing for sure. But yeah, it's too bad. This poor homeless guy tries to help a woman, and he gets uh, stabbed in the process. And then people in New York City just walk right past him and stop and look at him and keep on going. But I guess if you look at the flip side of that, New York slash homeless yeah. people in the street, there's you know there's a pile of them, and they're always either sleeping or doing whatever. Who knows? You know, there's. Yeah. There's always the, I mean, and I think Jim and I talked about this a little bit before a show last time is you just never have all, well, I, well, I guess we all know it. We don't have all the details on any of this stuff. So, right. you know, we armchair quarterback as much as we can, but. Yep. And here's another one that I know Jim's going to get involved in. It came out as a Probably tragic was accident. The baby left in the car. Yes. Another one. I guess this one here, the baby was left in a car all night long. The parents got home from somewhere. Each this is, one. This is local to us, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Each yeah. one thought that the other parent had brought the baby in because they saw the baby's door closed. And nobody checked. And apparently the next day, the father got up, went out to his car to go to the gym, 
unknown to him, the baby had been in the car seat in the back of his car all night long, went to the gym, started working out. Mom woke up in the morning, realized the baby was gone, uh, called the gym. They found the dad. They went out to the car, and the baby's out there dead. I mean, I'm sorry, but that this is absolutely uncalled for. There's absolutely no excuse for something like this. No, there, I mean, there the is. Parents it's- don't kiss the the parents don't go in and kiss the uh, baby goodnight? It's right here in the article. It says it right here. It says, apparently, the child was a light sleeper, and it wasn't their practice to be going in there all night checking on her. Well, if you also read the follow-up articles, those mentioned that there was a possible methamphetamine binge involved. That is hard to believe. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable. It may be a tragic accident, but there's no excuse for that. Absolutely no excuse. You come home with a baby, you make sure somebody has the baby, and each one thinking the other one put it to bed, you don't even, you know, kiss your baby goodnight. It's yeah, just uncalled for. I mean, it, it, you got to be a responsible parent. If, if you have the baby in the car with you, you make sure. Jim. Yes, Mark. Just thought you might want to jump in on this one. I only got two words. Loser. Electric chair. (laughs) That's better than dumb idiot. But I guess, you know, hey, we all have our point of view. Okay, so is that all? I was fired up about that last week uh, before I got called out. So I'm glad you brought it up this week. But that just disgusts me. No excuses. Absolutely no excuses for something like that. So in in the paper, every day I say it every week, every week, people... Okay, there's still property crimes are going through the roof. I don't care what city you're in. Property crimes are going through the roof. And property cr- crimes mean thefts from garages, thefts from your car, home burglaries, the theft of property. Every single day, every single night, uh, from cars, from garages, you know, somebody going shopping and they leave uh, their purse in the shopping cart and they turn around, purses are getting taken. Take precautions. Why do you say everyone, dude? White Bur- burglary. You make it sound like guys leave purses and shopping carts in the grocery I, store. You I can swear to you, my purse well, is not left anywhere. I don't leave my purse in the grocery store. <laughs> I was going to say yours has never been taken. I you keep take it the, in my shoulder, on my shoulder, in close proximity. Hey, yes. yes. Just, just. <laughs> I do use precautions. And just so you guys know, for a guy, it's a purse, not a purse. So you got to got to get this all straightened out. Right. It's a purse. A man purse. I'm I'm glad you have so much knowledge. It's a European travel bag. Do you guys ever watch TV and see the commercials? I don't watch anything for purses, but um. Well, apparently you never watch the insurance company ads either because it's in there. So, are you done changing topics and we can go back to the show notes or what? Take precautions, (laughs) thefts, burglaries, get an alarm system. Yeah, we're we're ready to go now. Back to the precautions is a good. I'm done with my. My five-minute rant. All right. Um, so I always uh, use precautions. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's another show. I think take precaution is a good. Yeah, that's that's, that's one. That's another show. So a couple other quick things to hit on. That well, one of these I want to get your guys' opinion on because it's one of the biggest stories that's hit the tech side lately, and that was the theft of this iPhone. Or uh, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. The purchase of the Generation 4 iPhone from the guy who lost it, quote-unquote, in the bar by one of the biggest online gadget magazines that are out there. 
for five thousand dollars. So, have you well, read any? Did the search warrant at the house and busted down the door um, and of took a journalist? Like, yeah, took took all of his computers, took everything. So, don't mess with Apple. That's the bottom line. Don't mess with Apple. That's like I having even, the black suburbans pull up in front of your house. I don't even know if it's don't mess with Apple. I think it's don't mess with the law because the last time I checked. It's not if, the law. It's don't mess with a multi-billion-dollar company. No, wait, 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 wait. I leave my phone in a bar. Mark finds my phone, and sells it to Jim for five thousand dollars. Yeah, that is not, illegal. They're not going to come to my house and do a search warrant within a week and bust down my door. <laughs> they're going to say, "Go write a report and say turn it into your insurance company." You're, when you have multi-billion dollars, you pretty much have your own police department. You and get own- out of the mindset. I don't care if it's Apple. I have okay. just found property and sold it. Mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to do that. But Apple's saying it wasn't lost. They're saying it was stolen. So No, but even if it was lost, what, what is it, finders, keepers, I can sell your stuff? No. Oh, like so really. Keepers. There is a law saying if you find property that you must try to find the rightful owner. And? It's actually a crime. Oh, really? Okay. So yeah, now that we're at the point I was trying So, yes, okay, I understand that black suburbans pull up, Steve Jobs pops out and shoots you. So, that's cool. But the base issue here is that this person who found it sold property that he found or stole and both of those are illegal. Is that correct? Can you say that a little slower, Brent? I- I could, but then I think I'd be completely over your head. <laughs> so, <laughs> is if there you not property a... and sell it? You know that happens all the time, though. Yes, but I know it happens. All... That it's, if it was a regular iPhone, this nothing would have been in the news. Nothing would have been done. If it was just a regular old iPhone, what's the big deal? Uh, the big deal is the potential loss of millions of dollars worth of revenue on Apple's part by disclosing the fact that they have a pre-release that now they've blown all this publicity that they could have had, which is really a number that nobody can pin, you know, a dollar amount onto. So other people are saying this is a publicity stunt for the, for the upcoming generation. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, I don't. How, How come there's no heat about the drunk moron that was in a keyword bar, probably intoxicated, leaving it on the frigging counter for it to get ripped off? Uh, Oh, sorry. Yes. We're not well, saying basically the bottom line is it, it's it was uh, now stolen at a gas station is different from stolen in the front seat of his car. It was his birthday. from his pocket. Birthday and the guy went out for a couple of beers. Well, hey, and left and left his and priceless every- iPhone prototype sitting on the bar. Come on, does he still work there? Uh, if it, well, if I was Apple, I'd keep him employed there. See, they should have done a better story. They did bring a lot of publicity story. for that phone, didn't it? Well, they should have done a better it? story of drumming this up. I think he should have been engaged with establishing new relationships, maybe like with a escort, and she ripped him off at the end of the night. That would have added a lot more spice to this very boring... God, why are we even talking about I this? I know. You know what? B- bottom line is precautions. If he took precautions like Jim... <laughs> And put it in a purse and kept it over his shoulder like Jim. It never the got taken in the first place. Should always use precautions with an yes. escort. So, so just so I understand, Jim feels that this story is not like got enough flair to it, and Mark 
just thinks that it should never have happened. Is that right? All I'm getting out of this is some dude, irresponsible, drunk at a bar, leaving his phone behind and causing all this big uproar. Okay. What next? <laughs> like I said, if it was a regular iPhone, we wouldn't even be talking about this. So, next subject. Uh, Use precaution. Brent, Brent's going to quit. We got Be careful. Brent's going to quit. If we start this show any earlier on a Tuesday, I'm going to quit. So oh, yeah, but now I get to watch American Idol. Oh, well. Stick with the storyline, story page, story. What, what do you call hey, it, Brent? So, hey, let's not leave this up in the air. So what's the aftermath? What happened with this? It's, not, it's going uh, to court. They raided the guy's house, the guy that found it. There's a little more How to it. The guy him? that found it actually is a journalist, and he put it on YouTube or something. No, no, no. Whoa, whoa. that's all. He wrong. sold it to the journalist. The, the guy who found it sold it to Gizmodo, which is the company that is the journalist. If you want to call them journalists, they're just they just. So that's what they're that's what they're titling them. All, all they do is pay for articles. So. He did a story on YouTube, and now they raided his house and took his computers and everything. That they did. Yeah, it happens all the time. Yes. Yeah, for a stolen phone. Yeah, we, we bust down doors all the time for that. Scam. Dude, they're, they're getting the SWAT team right now. I just missed a call out. They're getting the SWAT team right now <laughs> to go raid a houseboat out on the river where they think there's a stolen uh, whatever from Apple. Oh, I, I thought you were just trying to make an excuse to go on another call-out that ends in nothing and then ends up coming back and ruining the whole show. Uh, I was just being sarcastic. Jim, that was, a, uh -oh. that was a failed attempt at being sarcastic. So And funny. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right, so All right, uh, moving... What's this iPad owner loses finger in theft? What is that, Brent? <laughs> What's an iPad? You haven't seen an iPad? It's a big no. iPhone. It, it looks like a big iPhone, but it's more like a big iPod Touch. Yeah, well, I have Can't one. lose that one in a bar. So uh, is that like Veri Verizon's little mini laptop? Is that, is that what it's supposed to be? It's larger than that. It's about, it's, it's almost like a laptop like, then. It's like an eight and a half. No, it's a slate. It's a single, it's a tablet. Single piece. It looks piece. like a giant computer, Jim, a giant calculator. <laughs> wow, you got it. It's like a giant, well, it's just like a giant iPhone. I'm glad we don't have a tech discussion in this because yeah. wow. just just call it a giant well, iPhone. So anyway, you know, it doesn't, how does doesn't change that? Then you should always use precaution with your giant-sized objects. Well, this <laughs> We're, he's, and, he's getting borderline there, isn't he? And with that, our clean status goes away from iTunes. So the now, anyway, how'd the guy lose a finger in the theft of that, Brent? So he's walking out of the Apple store with his brand new purchase of his iPad that is about a five or six hundred dollar, depending on which model you get. And apparently the plastic bag that they gave him, he had it wrapped around his hand, and the guy came up from behind him and jerked it out of his hand and ripped his entire finger clean off. Wow. Or God, it just gets better and better. Done it though? So, and he sold the finger to Gizmo or whatever that no, is. No, no, you, you can't really just don't derail my. This is is that know? the finger that ended up in Chile at Wendy's? <laughs> it, it could yeah. be. Yeah, I think they've traced it to that, Jim. Yes, that's hey Brent, how that happened. Brent, which finger was it? Was he was it the index finger? Was it the pinky finger? Do you know which finger it was? You know, I can't really tell you. And does it really matter? Because you don't really want to talk about yes, it. Yes, it does. Because if the guy was pointing his finger, and that's the finger he lost, if he was pointing, saying, you better not take this, 
then it shows no. obvious intent on the other party. And he that was would attacked. He was attacked from behind while walking out of the store. That's all it said in the article. But Brent, where do you find these things? Oh, that's on KTVU right there. Sounds ah. like no precautions were used. Yeah. You know, it Boy, just shows really, you he's stuck on that one, isn't he? Maybe the maybe the whole issue is is that it's just important to uh, take precaution and uh, actually. That's what I've been saying for half an hour. Thank you. Hold on to your devices. Let's just say that. That's another way of saying that. Also, <laughs> you should always protect your device. <laughs> <laughs> See, we should we should definitely not start early any longer. This normally would all be taken oh. care of in the pre-show. <laughs> I gotta get some more coffee. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, don't so, put anything in it, Jim. No, I'm, I'm good. Not like uh, usual. Uh, and then the last one before we get into questions is uh, apparently people have started to make a habit of calling 911 for a ride home. Uh, let me uh, get the details on this article. I could assume that one or both of you guys have seen many, many instances of getting bizarre 911 calls that you have to respond to, right? Oh, yeah. So let me see. We if could write a book. Oops. Oh, wait, we did. Uh, yeah. And it has some of that stuff in it. But let me see if I can get the details on this. I think basically it was, I'm drunk at a bar. Can you come and pick me up and take me home? But let's see here. Let's see if I, I don't, eh, yeah, it's old news. Old news, all gone. So All gone. Yeah, but, but people do that. They call with the stupidest things. But yeah, people, uh, I think there was one recently where some lady called like 38 times and they ended up arresting her. For misuse of the 911 system because she kept calling for a ride home or something. So, well, and I mean, the dude, the I do calling from the bar is an easy stat. You say, <laughs> Yeah, we'll be right there. You hook them for 647F. The, the minute store. they step out of the door, yeah. Why don't you just sit there and wait for them to get into the car? Then you can have a DUI. In fact, you know, you could even bait them like that. You could put, you know, a piece of masking tape over the 911 says free rides, call 911 <laughs> when they come out of the bar, nail them. Man, your stats would look really good that night. Oh, that's see, that's terrible because we don't have stats, right? Okay, better do the better do the disclaimer again. Should I send the disclaimer link to everybody that listens to this show? Yes. All right. So, <laughs> God, it's just one terrible. more subject I have, which actually you had in your note. You skipped right over the notes, or maybe I I, I did for you. You know, I stopped actually caring about the notes because nobody likes my stories. Well, you know, you you seem so serious when we first started, but now they're out the window. I like that. I like to ad lib these shows. Yeah, I can tell. Use of Twitter and Facebook steadily rising among gang members. Mm. You know, they, they love to see their pictures. They pose flashing their gang signs and with their weapons and, you know, the alcohol and their guns. And they don't realize how many people actually see this, including the police department. Mm. And one thing I got to touch on, because I work closely with a, a lot of the juveniles in the schools, parents wake up up i see so many parents that you know these kids get detained at school for being a gang member or bringing a weapon to school or something and the parents say not my child my child would never do that not my child and then they come to the school and they see all the gang uh clothing the kids are wearing the belts the buckles and and they're shocked and this is going on i mean middle schools and even elementary schools it's amazing the stuff that goes on at this level the uh, the marijuana sales. I mean, even in elementary school, I had to go, I had to go to a school. I got dispatched to a call of a uh, fifth grader selling marijuana to other kids. 
They're bringing marijuana-laced treats to school. This is three times in our area, including a school, uh, elementary school out in our area, um, where a kid brings marijuana-laced treats from home and passes them out to other kids. Yeah, Uh, but it was for medicinal purposes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Prescription pills in the middle schools. Kids are raiding their parents' medicine cabinets, bringing prescription pills from home. They don't even know what they are. They're selling them to other kids, and the other kids are consuming them. God, I'm glad I'm 53. I'm going to be dead soon. Not even knowing what they are. I mean, it's amazing. Parents, put your prescription pills somewhere where they can't be uh, taken by the kids. Count them if you have to. Put a little piece of tape on the side with how many are there. I mean, something. This is happening, whether you want to believe it or not. Check their rooms or backpacks or dressers or drawers. I mean, unless they pay the mortgage or rent, they don't get privacy. Hey, dude, how many hey. times did mom and dad have to leave little notes or, or count their meds for you and me? We knew that if we screwed up, they were going to kick our butts. Yeah, and that's the how difference. About parents just start being parents? That's the difference with the kids of today. The minute the parents start trying to discipline the kids. I'm going to call the police. Go ahead. Touch me. I'm going to call the police. That's the thing. Uh, Parents have lost control. I I can't tell you how many times I hear parents say, I can't control him anymore. He's your problem now. And I say, no, no, he's not my problem. I did not give birth to that child. He is not my problem. But too many parents, they they don't, they're, they're clueless. I mean, I love the saying that Judge Judy says, if your kids are living in your house, you own the air they breathe. I mean, no one wants to believe their kids can do wrong, but they do. They change mm. their, they leave the house in the morning looking like little Johnny in a school uniform, and all of a sudden they turn into a gangbanger. They go to a friend's house, they change their clothes, they put on their gang belts. Uh, and then here's another one is where I got back to the Twitter and the MySpace type thing. A lot of kids have a good Facebook page or a good MySpace page, you know, where it shows them with their little friends and how they go skateboarding, and that's the one that they show their parents. I guarantee you a lot of these kids have their personal pages, a different one that only their friends see. And those are the ones where they're holding the alcohol bottles, they're holding up the joint, they're, uh, they're having the parties, and that's where all the pictures are that you really need to see. I mean, they're kids. They steal, they lie. Um, they're kids. But you, you can't just put on the blinders and think your kids aren't doing any of that. In fact, Judge Judy, another saying I love, do you know when a teenager's lying? When their mouth moves. I mean, that, that's just the way it is. But, so now uh, we know Mark watches WWE and Judge Judy. No, I like Judge Judy. We need more judges like that. She tells it as it is. I mean, I, I agree. I like Judge Judy. I, I'd love to see more judges like her. So the but, You know, like I said, kids will do kid things. I mean... It's natural, but when it turns into a felony conviction on the record, like dealing drugs at school or bringing a knife to school or assault with injury, it's beyond that. That puts a black mark on their record forever. Um, hey, Brent, can you play this back? Did I already say I'm glad I'm 53 and almost dead? Uh, yeah, you did. And apparently... I can't believe we're almost here. I mean, Billy, I have 42 Vicodin in this container. If I find one missing, I'm taking your cell phone for an hour. What? What are we doing? Uh, hey, before I was so rudely interrupted, uh, the, I, think, uh, I think one of us or all of us should be able to speak also. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's fine. I'm almost done. I, I just got to get my rant No, you're off. not. Just, anyway, because I'll think of something another minute from I now. I work with a lot of the kids, and they really piss me off with some of the, the stuff they get away with with the parents. So watch them closely. Check their phones. Every kid has a phone in it. That's another thing that pisses me off. If my kids were young, 
they'd get a phone car, a phone with a couple of minutes phone card on it, or they just get a cell phone with no time on it. All cell phones will call 911 in an emergency. That's all you need it for. But elementary school and junior high, they're getting them the phones with the movie cameras, the iPhones. I mean, they're sending stuff to each other, very inappropriate stuff. Um, to, to well, each other, the pictures and stuff. Check their phones. I mean, make them have a password protected where you can get into it. Check their phones and their pictures in the phone. You, you're going to be shocked as to what you might find. Get, you know, all this time. Get, here's another one. GPS. Get GPS on their phones. So when they All this time, over I always regretted not having any kids. But, Mark, I got to thank you because you're going to make me glad that I never had any. Well, before I have to before I have to answer five hundred angry emails, maybe we should clarify that some of us don't have kids and some of us actually do. You know what? There there are good kids out there. There are, but a lot of the time in this day and age, it, it's a lot tougher being a kid nowadays with all the gangs and the drugs and stuff. It's much more prevalent than when me and Jim were growing up. But parents just need to be vigilant. They can't just think that their little uh, Susie or Johnny is the perfect kid and doesn't do things. You got to check their phones. You got to check their rooms, their dresser drawers. I mean, you got to help them grow up to be straight because uh, it's easy to stray off the path nowadays. I don't know. My, my, my mom beat the snot out of me as a kid when I did something wrong and I stopped doing things wrong. Oh, I could tell you what soap tastes like. You know, you talk back to I talked back to my parents and I got a mouthful of soap, you know, and boy, when that belt came off of dad, you know, and this was just discipline. When we did something wrong, hey, there was a consequence. And you know, and nowadays kids get away with anything they want because the parents say, I give up. I can't touch them, I can't discipline them. Thing is there's a difference between abuse and discipline. Yes, you could discipline your kids. But it can't turn into abuse. You know, if a kid comes to school and he's covered with bruises or belt strap marks all up and down his back and arms, yeah, you're going to get a visit from the police and probably CPS. But uh, you just can't take it too far. But kids can be disciplined. There, yeah, I got my words. rant over. Now Jim could Jim, go. Jim, didn't you two write words. entire, there's an entire section in the book on this, right? Yes, maybe we'll post Where that. have all the parents gone? There goes yeah. Mark again. Go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry. God. Go ahead. No, How dare we interrupt? That was a that was a great article, Jim, and I was going to suggest to Brent that maybe he could post that as a story of the week on our website. It's already okay, there. He did that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it's already there. Thanks for looking at the website, Mark. Okay, so now that Jim and I can talk. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> so to wrap up this, because we can actually tie this back into another question that's on the list that I didn't talk about, which is Facebook. Okay, I'm a kid. I have my two pages. I've got my one that I show my parents and I got my one that I show my friends. And now there's a pile of police departments that are coming in and getting these pages, getting Facebook pages, getting MySpace pages, getting all this social media stuff going on. And I Not guess this police departments, employers are checking out applicants, names and looking no, no, at their I, web pages. But, but I'm not saying look for somebody on there. I I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. Say, last time I hired people at our office, the first thing I did was hit Google with their name, and I found their MySpace page with drunk pictures half naked, and then I found uh, their Facebook page that wasn't quite the same. So I didn't hire any of those people. Um, I think that the the interesting part is is that the police are coming back, and my question is is a do we think that that's a good idea for police departments to be on Facebook? And B, the question that comes from everybody online is, why are they there? Hey, we're on Twitter. 
well, we're not a police department. But thank you for tying something technological into your conversation. I don't have Facebook. Twitter. I don't, even, I don't even know what Twitter is, but I've heard you say that we're on Twitter, so that's why I repeated it. I'm glad I'm glad that you... Did ha- you repeat it, or did you retweet it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was actually pretty half funny. Thank you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe half funny. Yeah, well, he's got one of those cool phones that you can do all that social media. So why are the police departments on Facebook? What are they trying to do? Are they trying to save face and get on to Facebook and try to be ever so that much cooler by being on Facebook? Or are they getting into Facebook to start to research what what you're talking about, the issues with kids and the other incidents and stuff like that? My own opinion, I think it bridges the gap. Um, almost the same reason that we wrote the book Cop Talk. I mean, you may not ever have the opportunity to talk to a cop or, or to get questions answered, but Cop Talk answers a lot of questions and brings up a lot of situations that people have been involved in, and you can learn from, from a lot of the mistakes or errors that people have made. I think being online or on the Internet, whether it's Facebook or whatever, a lot of these departments nationwide are making themselves a lot more accessible by citizens to where they can keep track of what's going on in their city or their own police department or ask questions or contact specific officers. I think it really bridges the gap and it it can be used as a very positive thing. Okay, so the the issue comes down to not we're trying to figure out or we're trying to watch what you do or any of that. It comes down to communication. I think so. So... Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, all the social media, however the police departments can reach out to the citizens is a positive thing. I look at it as, as being a positive one. Yeah. I'm just But just it, but it's also, I mean, it's not just police departments, you know, making themselves accessible. You're bringing up uh, Mark's bringing up comments about kids and and their own private pages, which are 180 degrees from what their parents see. And I mean that's very true, but it's that's not just kids; that's people all together. And you have all these social groups of people uh, socializing with one, one another. And police work's no different than that. You've got a lot of cops socializing or or networking with other cops. And don't think that defense attorneys aren't looking for an opportunity to find something written that's incorrect or politically incorrect. And they're going to jump on that as they have already in the past, like with this, uh, uh, what's that, open carry thing? Uh, right. You know, they track some comments that were made by a, by a certain officer in a certain city. And, dude, that made national headlines. So, you know, whether you're a cop, a doctor, a pilot in an airline, you, you have to always have the attitude that if you wouldn't say something open openly on a microphone you know to thousands of people then don't be saying it on the internet because you're not protected yeah and i don't even want to get started on facebook security and myspace online security and all the stuff that goes with that that's 14 shows all by itself so it's absolutely amazing how much information people just hand out to everybody on the web Oh, it's ridiculous. And the bottom line is, you know, just uh, use precaution and protect your device. Yeah. Don't post naked pictures of yourself unless you want them on the evening news. So, <laughs> all right. Okay. So, that's that takes care of that. That's enough news for this week as far as I'm concerned. It's all well, I'm sure Mark's got another. Go ahead, Mark. 
<laughs> I got nothing. Oh, good. That's something you'll rarely hear. So <laughs> he didn't mean it either. There was no sincerity there. He <laughs> no, hesitated. That's a classic sign of deception in our line of work. Well, I'm looking out the window and realizing my lawn has to be mowed. It's getting a little, <laughs> getting a little tall. Well, why don't why don't you go mow it? Just put it on mute before you leave. And he doesn't need to. He's got kids. He's got kids to mow the lawn. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Brett and I got to mow our own lawns. Mark's they have trouble. En- they have trouble enough getting out of bed, let alone going to start a lawnmower. Uh, <laughs> so uh, maybe some uh, reader and listener questions. Is that is that okay, or should we just continue to talk about your lawn? Let's talk about no, think, my phone. I think we're done Boy. with my lawn. <laughs> so, Boy. yes, thanks. Thanks for the droid commercial. Too bad they don't sponsor us. Um, <laughs> Maybe if they hear it enough, droid. <laughs> Maybe right. you should forward that to a Verizon representative so that we can get a million dollars per show. That's only if he steals a fourth generation droid. <laughs> oh, God. That's so much bitterness in this room. Yeah, from some drunk guy in a bar at 2 a.m. At least the guy didn't call nine one one to get a ride home. That's but a I'm good sure thing. it's worth the. I'm sure the five thousand bucks that he got for it's going to be worth it after his lawyer fees get involved. <laughs> Police department, is this an emergency? Yes, my eight year old won't get out of bed to go to school, and I'd like an officer over here right now. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, are you are you saying you've received that call? Oh, oh my God! You can't believe how many times that comes out in the mornings. Anyone with a scanner will hear that four or five times a week. Incorrigible juvenile, eight-year-old, talking back to parents and won't won't listen to the parents or go to school, and they call for an officer. Yeah. So what what level of uh, what level of force do you use to get him out of bed? Taser. Taser. <laughs> taser zaps him right out of bed. <laughs> I think yeah. it's more a taser to the parent. Yeah. All right, so. No, you know what's funny is we can't undo uh, you know eight years of bad parenting in in two minutes. Mm. What worked for me when I was a kid that didn't want to get out of bed has worked in the city that you and I work together, because I actually got one of those calls at seven thirty in the morning and I told the parent you got a bucket, and they said yeah and I said go get it, fill it full of ice cold water, bring it to me, I'll take care of the rest, (laughs) and this kid. When this kid saw it, it was serious. Couldn't get out of bed fast enough, but it was kind of funny. You know, that's what I got when uh, I, I had a hard time waking up in the morning, and that's what Dad did. Dad would get a glass of ice water and be right in my face. Yeah, that's that, who I was thinking of, Mark. It's kind of That's right. We did have the same dad, huh? Yeah, yeah, because uh, he said he couldn't stand it when my alarm would wake him up, and I'd still be laying there. So, yeah, the old water trick worked pretty good. I'm pretty sure that's in some training manual somewhere. It should be. Yeah, how to deal with kids. Water. Call Dad and find out. Yeah. 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 He should be on the show. Maybe we'll have a guest speaker next week. Yeah, that would be interesting. Boy, I'm sure he has he stories tell to tell about, about you two. Up. Yeah, that, that's yeah, a um, you got to do right. a two-hour show with that one. Bad oh. idea. Bad oh, he idea. don't. Jim, <laughs> Jim, Jim has lost next interest. Next okay. topic. All right, so the first question, one of the ones from last week that we didn't have time to uh, hit on, is... Uh, what happens if I'm the designated driver and my car is loaded with a bunch of drunk idiots and I get pulled over? I thought we covered that one, Brent. Nope. You and me. It wasn't us. We no, we, one about we hit drink. upon it. Oh, that was we drinking. Didn't drinking in the car. If the drunks yes. are drinking in open, the car. Right. Open container was last week. Yeah. Well, there's no law against having drunks in your car unless they're causing a disturbance 
you know, or throwing stuff out the window. You could have as many drunks as you want in the car, as long as there's a seatbelt for each and every one of them. And as long as the driver's not drunk. You know, we get that a lot. And, uh, well, it seems like more so on the street, but I think you get some cheater uh, designated drivers who think designated driving means you just drink less than everyone else that's (laughs) drinking a lot. But that doesn't always work. But we get that a lot lot out on the river where people go out on the weekends and they party and we'll stop a boat for whatever reason. And people are just lit and the boat's littered with beer cans. And sure enough, the, uh, the driver... Zero zero on the pass device, and they said, "Hey, officer, you know I know I know how dangerous it is out here. I've been drinking water all day, and hey, man, they get a big thank you for us. You know, if you're going to be a designated driver, do the right thing and be a designated driver, whether it's any type of vehicle. But if you're going to flirt with danger and and take a drink, you take a chance on uh, on on getting busted for it. But I got to say, my own daughter, I'm very proud of her. Um, she's 23 years old. Um, a friend of hers." was killed um drunk driving and it is when her friends go out drinking she goes out at 2 2 30 in the morning and she picks them up to take them home because she does not want them drinking and driving and she's a very responsible person and i applaud her for that and uh she doesn't want to lose any more friends so she'll go out and pick up all of her drunk friends and and take them on home and you know that's that's the way it should be with uh with drunk driving like that exactly I'd just make them all walk. <laughs> or they could call 911. On a stolen iPod, iPad, whatever you call them. I, I, think. Don't, I don't think you can call from an iPad, can you? Oh, yeah, you can. You can do Skype from it. Uh, so I, I've been also... Right. At, yeah. Thanks, Jim. Yeah. So the other request I had from a couple people was the fact that Sometimes we just sound like a bunch of bitter cops sitting around talking about these questions and that maybe we should look at some of these questions from more of the standpoint from the people that are actually in the car. So I don't disagree with that. So let's uh, let's look at this. Wait a minute. What was that? Did I stutter? Yeah. Say that again. I said that I was asked by our listeners and readers that sometime we just sound like three bitter cops sitting around talking about these questions versus looking at it in the eyes of the people that it's happening to. Not from the cop point of view, but from the point of view of the people in the car. Okay, so we're supposed to look at it like a drunk, blitzed person in no, the no, back no. of a car. No, 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 no. Like, as an example, for this question, I'm driving the car, I'm zero, zero, not a drink in me. Jim's next to me and Mark pulls us over. Jim, the drunk idiot, sees the co- sees Mark walk up to the window. I'm trying to get out my license and registration and be professional and try to not look like a total tool. But yet, Jim's sitting next to me, and all he's doing is flipping off and telling the cop to go screw himself. So what do you recommend for that person in the car as the driver, the poor designated driver that's taking his drunk idiot friends around, that's now mouthing off to the cop. When you're the driver and you're responsible for that carload of people, what do you do with your friend? Sock him in the jaw? If somebody's mouthing off and flipping the cop off, I'd say get out. Get out. Get out of the car. As in, you tell, as the driver, you tell Jim the idiot to get out. Yeah, I tell the officer, hey, I'm really sorry for my stupid friend here. And you tell the stupid friend, Jim, get out of the car. You're on your own. Mm. You know, t- you could tell the driver to watch that that clip from Chris Rock 
What he not got to, weed. <laughs> what he got not, weed. <laughs> Google it. Chris Rock. What not to do when the police stop you? You got to watch that. Fantastic. Because there's there's one just like that where the cop pulls a guy over, and uh, and the the idiot passenger starts making mouth and off like that, and they show you the right way and the wrong way. So, uh, Chris Rock. What not to do when the cops pull you over? And there's the answer That's for awesome that video. one. <laughs> I'll put that in the show notes. There you That's go. Awesome yeah. Video. Put, put a put link. link put, put a link to it. That's fantastic. Uh, okay, I'll uh, yeah, I'll I'll do that. I'm pretty sure I can't replay any of that without uh, either getting sued or having just nothing but beeps going on for censoring. It's all hey, over the bottom the, uh, line. In, in, to that question is, the cop is going to thank the designated driver for being the designated driver, and you can't always control the friggin' level of stupidity of your drunk friends. And that's something your drunk, stupid friends are going to have to keep in check because if they're too drunk and stupid and if they're too unruly for you to handle as a designated driver, chances are because they're out in public, they're going to get hooked for uh, for public drunkenness. Yeah, if you just told the officer, officer, I was trying to do the right thing, I'm sorry, you know, they've had way too much to drink and I can't control them. Do what you got to do. Mm. So, uh so Maybe throw, a night in jail, we'll uh, teach him. We'll teach loudmouth Jim not to spout off like that anymore. So under under the bus that you just drive over your friend and say, "Get on out of the car." The cop's going to arrest you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, if you tell them to shut up and they don't shut up, and uh, <laughs> you know, I, that's just it. Wow. They're on their own. Uh, well, no, I can't disagree with it. I mean, that's pretty much what I'd say, but I have a different way of looking at these things. Well, you know, the other hand, if you try to stick up for your friend and you piss the cop off, well, then you might end up with a ticket or a towed vehicle or something huh? if, uh, if you piss the cop off. So I'd, you so know, all trying, of you, all of you trying, would be yeah. walking home, basically. <laughs> you're, you know, you're trying to do the right thing, but if your friends are way out of control, so be it. They, they make their own bed. They could lay in it. Yeah, speaking of the right thing, you know, maybe uh, maybe you should put a disclaimer out there because all our opinions are our own. But, you know, I don't look at this as us sounding like three bitter cops uh, making fun of people. I mean, these are all excellent questions, but you can either get the artificial kindness BS version or you could get the straight up real world uh, version. And I think that's what people would rather have is hearing the straight up real deal, not uh, the candy coated well, you're absolutely right. And if the officer looked at you with a stern look, then um, you should go file an um, officer complaint against that officer. You know, if they want to hear that, then that's fine. But that's not real so, life. So if, if, if Brent can't handle the truth, are you telling me that I should just not listen to this show? You can't handle the truth. That's what, what movie I was that? Uh, what that, movie was that? that was, uh, it was a big movie. What was it? Boy, that's a good answer, Brent. It was Tom, a big movie. Tom Cruise... Google it real quick. Oh, God. Was that a few good men? Yes. That was a few good men. Yes. Are we clear? (laughs) Crystal. Are we clear? I'm I'm pretty sure that we just got sued just for uttering those words on on open air. So just uh, for a disclaimer on my part, you didn't hear my voice at all. That was between Brent and Jim. Yeah. You know, protect us. You Welcome. in those beep white pants. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hey, so we're going to have to wrap this up before Jim. What do you put in your coffee, Jim? Try to be proper. Hey, wow. It's early in the day. I got to say. A little uh, Jack in the coffee? 
You there's nothing. There's nothing line. better. There's you nothing better. On that line. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, you know, there's nothing better than a Jim comment that starts with a referral to the disclaimer page. So yeah, I'll tell you, well, that's that's, uh, that's always the best. So, so question two. So question one, I think we're good. Yes. <clears throat> as long as you can handle the truth. If your friends are idiots, was that delivered? Was it? Were we too bitter when we answered that, or should we, you know, should we lighten it up a little bit? Well, you know, I think the person that gave that constructive criticism probably is listening to the show right now, and I, I'm pretty sure that he will laugh when you say that. So, but then again, I do believe that we will, we can hit a much broader audience, just like we do in the book, if we do look at these things in multiple different ways, like we try to do, but we should just do that more often. Yes, Brent. Let's look at these questions more multidimensional, and then um, I think we can be much more effective you know, in our maybe, interpersonal communication skills. Maybe we could have a Ow. section called the lighter side. <laughs> How's Brent could do the lighter side? I'm I'm thoroughly impressed that Jim got all those big words out in one whole sentence together. Multidimensional. <laughs> Multidimensional interpersonal relations. Yes, that's good. Hey, wow, the bottom said, line is IPC. I missed it. IPC can either stand for interpersonal communication or intervene, punch, and control. <laughs> I think we should come to a happy medium between the two. <laughs> after they read the disclaimer. Does IPC yes. stand for protection? I think I'll I think I'll put the disclaimer link on every line of our show notes. And always, always use protection and protect your device. <laughs> uh, your device might be the only one you ever have. <laughs> All right, next question. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. It's getting ugly. Question yeah, two. I think your device is dead. It needs new batteries. Well, my device. Fine, thank you. Good looking out. Next question. Question two. What happens if I throw a cigarette or a lit cigarette out of my car window? Well, Can Smokey you say the Bear says $1,000? Smokey the Bear says $1,000 fine. So, you know, out in our area, there were several fires along the freeway from just that. And I remember when I was in Motors, I wrote a, I wrote a ticket for that because the guy threw a, a cigarette out the window right in front of me, sparks everywhere. Wrote him the court the uh, the ticket. We went to court, and man, it's more than a red light. It's more than a stop sign. It is up it's there. A thousand right? bucks. Yeah, I don't know if it was a thousand, but it was it was way up there. I in think fact, it, you could hear the whole courtroom. You could hear him go. Ooh. I think it's even. It might be more than a thousand. Throwing a lit object from a vehicle. So. Yeah, I think it's even more now. Mark, what did the whole courtroom do? <clears throat> we'll let that one go again. <laughs> no, I like the sound effect. What was it? So. <laughs> <laughs> So, Droid. so, you know, my, my dad was actually pulled over for this once on one of the major bridges that we have out over here that it goes over about seven miles of water before. And CHP pulled him over and he's like, well, what's the problem, officer? And he said, you threw a lit cigarette from the car. I'm going to have to write you a ticket. And my dad said, well, officer, what better place to get rid of a lit cigarette than out of with all this water around? I just throw it out the window. And that officer actually didn't give him a ticket. That makes it was, sense. Because it was such a creative answer. So I guess that shows you that there are cops out there that are partially human. I like it. Yeah. I mean, and I guess that was quick thinking on my dad's part. But then again, it is kind of true. 
it, the bottom line is. But he is literate. I smoke. I smoke. I know I shouldn't, but there's nothing worse than driving down the road and seeing some idiot throw a lit cigarette out a car with no disregard for the the landscape around the fire hazard. I mean, dry weeds on the road shoulder. It's just it's scary. And that's how some of these huge fires start in Southern California, Northern California, wherever. And uh, if you can't use a friggin' ashtray in your car because you don't want your car to smell like cigarettes, then you shouldn't friggin' smoke cigarettes to begin with. But use the ashtray. Otherwise, dude, that just lights me up, no pun intended. But that's going to be a ticket every time. And if you don't have an ashtray, which a lot of people say, well, then carry like a water bottle or something with a little water in the bottom of it to to put the cigarettes out. And Jim said that's where a lot of fires start from. That's where most fires start from. Weeds yep. can't catch on fire by themselves on the side of the road. It's always a discarded cigarette or something that's flicked out there and the wind picks up and it could be two, five minutes later, ten minutes later, It all of a sudden it, it hey, ignites Mark, and boom. Mark, yes. I'm sure you remember this when you were a motor, but you, you get the one guy out of ten that pulls to the center median of the freeway instead of the, the right shoulder Every time I've been on the center median of a freeway, it is disgusting oh, yeah. to see the hundreds and hundreds of cigarette butts that are accumulated on that center divider. It's just scary. Yeah. Yeah, with cigarettes right. so expensive now, Jim, do you go out there and pick a few of the, the longer ones up <laughs> to save? Yes, I do, Mark. Good looking out. <laughs> He's protecting uh, his device. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Okay, so question three, and I think we sort of hit on this no, wait, last Brent, time. Was that uh, was that was that answer too uh, too strongly uh, delivered, or should we lighten it up a little bit? No, I, I think we was, properly was okay? balanced that just correctly. I think, hey, you're Jim. Good to let's go. hear okay. the lighter version. Let's hear the light version. Please don't throw stuff from your car. Thanks. <laughs> I like that. Okay, so we'll roll with that. Okay, thanks. So, question three: How fast over the speed limit can I drive and not get a ticket? I think I know the answer to this. We already touched base on that a couple weeks ago, and that would be when the we answer. wrote the book. When we wrote the book a few years back, there was actually some uh, some leniency where that was another big word, Brent. Um, oh. Some leniency where. With officer discretion, you'd give someone, or I'll just say I would personally give someone 10 to 15 miles an hour over the limit, depending on the time of day, how much traffic there was, if there was a hazard, you know. Their present, attitude. Their attitude, a lot of factors. But yeah. probably 10 to 15 miles an hour, you know. If the speed limit's 25 and, and there's no one around and it, it's late at night, you know, I'd, I could easily give someone 10, 12 miles an hour over the limit before I'd get concerned about writing a ticket. But now... You know, we already discussed a couple of weeks ago with the way the budgets are, officers are being instructed and mandated to write any and every ticket they can, or they're facing, uh, well, I can't say discipline because then people would think that we had quotas, but um, officers are being encouraged to avoid unpleasant status with supervisors to write as many tickets as they can, regardless of what they're for. So getting a ticket for doing five miles an hour over the speed limit, which before would be ridiculous. You wouldn't even waste the paper. Now it's a very common occurrence. So, And you, better, you, could also, you, you could get a ticket for even doing the speed limit. 
there, there's really no given amount. I mean, if, if the conditions, if it's pouring down rain, if it's foggy and the visibility is limited, um, you could be going the speed limit. But if it creates an unsafe condition, you can get a ticket for even doing that. When you get yep. a ticket, it doesn't say just succeed in the speed. It's uns- you know, it could be written up unsafe for conditions. So don't speed. Exactly. Don't speed. Don't tailgate. Don't talk on your cell phone. Don't, don't throw cigarettes out the window. Si- don't throw cigarettes out the window. Don't steal iPhones from bars. Well, I guess the issue comes down to, especially now since the mandate from Sacramento came down to write everything that moves, basically. Yep. So, okay. So the last question before is we about, run out of time, which we are doing very quickly, is <laughs> hey, well, on that note, it's all about phone scams. So I have seen these phone scams. I, uh, my employees at my business have succumb to phone scams of one type or another. So most hey, of Brent, them, how do you see a phone scam? Have you heard a phone scam or have you actually seen one? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Was, it just jumped out at me. I'm sorry. Jim, Did, that was, Jim, that was a good one. Thank you. I like it. Are you sure you're not a detective? Jimmy's on fire tonight. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy needs to put, turn on his mute button and go away. All right. Go so, on, Brent. So you've heard... I'm sorry. You know, since I'm going to be analyzed on every word I say, I will definitely be a lot more careful from this point forward. Um, I've heard the phone scams. Give us the Reader's Digest version. I've heard the phone scams. They're out there. How many do you guys get these reported to you guys in the field? And what are you doing about them? Give us an example. Okay. So. The latest example I've seen was in... Um, You've heard, not seen, heard. Uh, can I finish my sentence? Just curious. I've seen it in the newspaper because when you read a newspaper, you actually have to see it, not hear it. Gotcha. So, <laughs> Solano County, local county to us, telephone scam using the public library as the decoy to get money. So basically, people are calling up saying that they're from the public library there's no way to confirm that really and these people are making these phone calls asking for money uh, let's see give you an example uh, they're asking for fifty dollar donations to the public library and people are actually paying this money well, that's a pretty simple one <clears throat> that's karma you, right there you see a lot of this with um like after a tragedy, you know, earthquake or hurricane somewhere, you start getting all these uh, phone scams saying, you know, we're with a rescue mission to save whatever, whatever. Would you like to donate, you know, save the children, uh, support your police department? There's, I mean, it, they've been around forever and there's always going to be phone scams. The best thing you could do is get a callback number or call, ask what the name of the agency is, call that library, call that you know, police agency, call that relief fund, whatever, call and verify that it's a legitimate uh, cause. I mean, we don't want to scare people away from donating because there are legitimate causes to donate for out there. But you need to get a callback number that you could physically call and speak to somebody uh, to make sure it's legit. And if it's so, not legit, you at least got a phone number to give the police officer to, uh, to start so the investigation. Let's take it to the next level. The public library supposedly is on the phone with you 
and they're saying that you have all these books out. They're late. You have to pay a fee. They can take the fee right now, and then you can return the books, et cetera, et cetera. And let's say that this person luckily hit on somebody who has a whole bunch of books out. So that's how these scams work. They prey upon the masses that usually do something semi-wrong and then try to extort money from them by you know, basically making you feel guilty and paying that amount of money. Well, those are now, the same as the internet scams that you see all day long coming in. You know, dear valued Bank of America customer, your your account has been compromised and we have uh, terminated uh, partial usage. Please click on the link below to enter your personal information uh, so we could uh, get your account back up and working for you as soon but, as possible. I mean, people uh, do this. People, I know, but yeah, people do fall for it. And they I mean, send it to people that aren't Bank of America customers. They send out a spam of hundreds of thousands of these, and they find the little old lady that's unaware of scams, and she says, oh, my God, my account's being closed. And, yeah, people fall for it left and right. So it's not just phone scams. That's uh, Internet scams. But that's probably something we ought to save for another show because we could talk at least a half an hour on that one. Well, And, and we should, and we will. Because we're out of time. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you the moderator for the show now? Oh, I'm sorry, Brent. Oh. I stepped my boundaries. Man, you know. Hey, so are you guys both suggesting that I shouldn't have sent $15,000 of my savings to some lady who said she's the niece of the Algerian president who was kidnapped by mobsters and tortured, and they need a way to send $60 million to the United States? <laughs> are you they still? they want to use my, my oh. personal bank account. <laughs> Well, I'm well, still I, waiting after I spent after I sent my four thousand dollars in because I won the Nigerian lotto for <laughs> eight million dollars and they just needed two thousand dollars of good faith money. I'm still I'm gonna be rich any day now. That's awesome. Wow, you guys are jerks. I don't know why I'm thinking of my t shirt that I want to design. Can't fix stupid with can't spelled with a K instead of a C. <sighs> That's yeah. a million and bucks right there. What was the right last there? thing I said Lots. a couple times? The last show, Brent, where I said life is hard. It's even harder when you're stupid. Yeah, this is this, and this is true. Yeah. So I like mine better. Uh, it's a wrap. Can't, you can't fix stupid. <laughs> and <With a> K. <laughs> and Troy. on that, and <laughs> and on that advertisement, <laughs> we can end the show. <laughs> Droid. Jim, uh, do you have any Just remember questions? when you get a security notice from the uh, Verizon security staff, staff needs to be spelled with two Fs, not one. <laughs> and it's Verizon with a Z, not an S. All right, you got to look for these little uh, technical errors. Okay. Well, but on the friendlier side, everybody, know who you're dealing with. Call the company. Don't believe just the Internet. If you have any doubts whatsoever, which you should, call the company and talk to a live person. And never ever give out all of your personal information when the person is calling you and you are not calling them. Yes. Banks aren't going to ask you for, ba banks and companies are not going to ask you for passwords. They're not going to ask you for all that stuff. And like PayPal and a lot of those uh, eBay and Bank of America, they all have a security department. If you get a suspicious looking email, you could forward it to them and they'll tell you whether it was fake or not. But it th that's rampant right now. So don't don't fall for any of that. Uh, we'll, I think we'll the answer the answer comes down to don't click on links and email. Don't click Enjoy. on any of that. Unless Just remember, always practice safe device protection. Yes, you protect yourself. Always you'll use be fine. protection. Yes, right. and so, that, that will end the show. So if instead you use of protection, your device will always be safe. 
and you won't have stupid little kids that are eight years old refusing to get out of bed <laughs> to not go to school. <clears throat> but anyway, I'm sorry, so, wrong protection. My bad. <laughs> can I can I please end this train crash? This horrific ending. <laughs> no, so, no. So, one last thing. Again, uh, people. Send us your comments. I say this, you know, that ought to be the ending of every show. We don't want to end up like dirty jobs where we're off the air because people aren't sending us ideas. Send us your questions. Thank you to those that have already, but send us your questions, your comments. If you disagree with Jim or Brent, send us your disagreements. <laughs> Not and, you? Uh, well, that's okay if they, if they feel like it. Oh. But anyway, we don't know how we're doing unless we hear from you. Good, bad, ugly, whatever. Send us your comments and your questions. So, the website. Anyone part? that sends anyone that sends notes saying that Mark sucks, Brent will send each one a one dollar gift card for Starbucks. I might yeah, actually just, just click on the link and send it. Put in all your personal bank account information so Brent can deposit that directly into your account. I gotta tell you, if people start emailing with stuff like Mark sucks, I might start sending them free books. <laughs> oh, hey, the bottom so, line. Hey, whatever. Last sucks, thing fuck. I'm gonna. Last thing I'm gonna say. And uh, it kind of gets back to that poor dude in, in New York who tried to do the uh, the right thing and ended up um, paying the ultimate price. Just do the right thing in life. Use common sense. Everyone knows what it is. You know what's right. You know what's wrong. Do the right thing in life and watch out for each other. And uh, until next week, be safe. Mm. I can't I I any better. Yeah, well, works for me. <laughs> <laughs>